0: Hello, welcome to Arrow Bandwidth, your source for everything you need to know about the technologies, trends, and concepts that are steering our industry today. We hope that you enjoy this episode, and if you do, please subscribe.
1: All right, all right, all right. Here we are, day two, ATS final Aero bandwidth interview uh, for we the think. day. We, we heard, yeah, right? we hope. <laughs> yeah. I guess minus the like the the roving man on the street things we're gonna try yeah. to do here in, in a bit in the uh, in the showcase space. But with us is Tim from Zetaset. Hi Tim, how are you? Good, like best
0: for last, is that what I'm hearing? Absolutely, hundred percent, hundred percent.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you just came off a, a session here at ATS. Yeah. How'd that go?
0: Went really well. Uh, we did a breakout uh, with a couple guys uh, with David, and uh, we went across the scene of the current state of security, our different options, and it was really great. It wasn't a competitive discussion, it was a complimentary on how we see the current state of security, and how everyone is adopting slowly or not at all, and yeah. the exposure. And, what we can do in the near future to keep going? Fantastic.
2: So, can we just start, like, really, really, sort of level off? Sure. What is the current state of security? So, because uh, you know, for the viewers that maybe either sell one security product to one mm-hmm. security product only, or you know, aren't necessarily that okay with the current status of, of the situation of, of what we're where we're at, what's what's your vision? What's your view? What I see is I see a constant push and pull.
0: The bad guys may be a little ahead than us. I don't know if the then us is really happening. We're always Mm. playing a little bit of catch up. I I made my comment in there that was interesting. I said, listen, how many people actually make it known that they have a breach?
2: Right? Well, I don't know. If you're in in Europe... Uh, Well, how much uh, (laughs) did
0: Facebook pay, even though they were in violation of GDPR? And they just wrote the check. Like anyone would and it didn't phase them so how much can you use a financial incentive or penalty to motivate security
2: uh, it's an interesting one yeah. I mean, I personally think so slightly off-topic but the whole GDPR thing and it's not necessarily the fine that's gonna hit you it's the reputation hit you hope yep you'd hope I mean mm-hmm. Facebook it's too big to fail sadly yeah, or pretty pretty you know, much. Right. and and but smaller companies like we saw some um, telcom telcos in the UK who had cataclysmic um, breaches and failures prior to GDPR coming into yes. place, those breaches became public and absolutely decimated absolutely. Their, their reputations. Um, so I think that's probably, I appreciate the slight tangent, but I think that's gonna be the bigger thing. Absolutely. <clears throat> yeah,
0: I look at it as, yes, you're right, they're too big to fail, they can just write a check yeah, and say forget about exactly. it. Right? Yeah, exactly. The rest of them, you may have a company as small as 100 people, maybe they only do as little as 25 million, they have the same challenges. Yeah. Now how do you simplify it so that someone more than likely who doesn't have a security expert can get the full breadth of services Mm. and somewhat sleep with some level of comfort that they are protected and I think that was really what came out in that session was you had someone who did audit logging someone who did uh, passwords and us doing encryption and then just solution and monitoring around the whole network and it is it's not it's there's a stool it's probably four legs and we're just one of them and I feel that with what Arrow has seen with us through our partnership with HPE, that this is a whole area that needs to be more lightened. Because I think a lot of people look at encryption and they get scared yeah. right away. What do you think of the matrix and the, the dots and the <laughs> algorithms?
2: And it's.
0: We don't want people to look at it like that. We want you as the DBA to say, oh wow, this is easy enough, I can put us in place. Yeah, yeah. I don't have to worry about being a cryptographic expert.
2: Well, I think the biggest thing for me is that security needs to be transparent. Yes, It needs to be there by default, mm-hmm. but it needs to be transparent because the less you have to, it's like any technology, right? The less you have to do to go out of your way, out of your daily job to implement that thing, mm-hmm. the more likely you are to do it mm-hmm. consistently and, you know, and, and consistently.
0: Did you look at our sales slides? Because That's no, the first one no. right there. I'm in AI. Yeah, that's, that's the thing.
2: But yeah, I, 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 I say I say this because you know my job is not security. My job is data intelligence and AI, and I'm very mindful of security. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I want security to just be there and mm-hmm. let me get on with my job and let my data scientists and data engineers just get let, get mm-hmm. on with our jobs, right? I don't I don't want to have to think about it. Right. Um, yeah. You know. So the more you can. Allow me to do that. The more likely I am to not try and bypass the security to get what I need to get done.
0: He'll give you. A, we just were talking about Disneyland beforehand. Everyone knows their security is amazing. Yeah. But you walk in and you feel completely comfortable. You don't think about it. Yes. The user experience has nothing to do with concern of you. Don't see it. Right. But we all know if something happens, they're there right away. Yeah. I kind of view it the same way. Can you make it so the user experience through transparency, through a lack of performance, impact? imagine how many times you have to put your password in. If you use encryption, encryption will always slow down performance. If you can keep that to a minimum, the user experience, they know they're protected, but they're yep. not seeing that they're protected, yeah. thus your transparency. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
2: So how does Zeta set help to apply this transparent security layer? Great. We are the stool of encryption. Um, what we do is we tie right
0: into your RBAC whatever that might be. So when you present yourself, we decrypt for you. Now, okay. what happens is we put encryption in a way out there that, because it's distributed, it doesn't have to go back and forth all the time. Mm-hmm. It doesn't perf- impact performance. We're two percent. So some encryption solutions are upwards of sixty-six. So wow. when you do that, all of a sudden, back to the transparency, You're, that that whole experience doesn't get impacted. And I can tell you, whether that be bare metal. Uh, in a hyperconverged and a composable at container Kubernetes IoT out in the cloud, there's going to be latency. So minimize that so that encryption that experience isn't known. Mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. the way to look at it. Um, then you get into uh, performance with cost and wait. If you you have to pay a premium mm-hmm. for this? No, you don't. And you have to have hardware for this? No, you don't. So we're just a piece of software. Beam it out to wherever you want. Uh, one of the things Arrow recognized I think is one of the great partner options for us is there are 100 million HP for out there. Okay, Gen 5 to Gen 10. Not all of them have encryption built in. Uh, so all of a sudden compliance, which is obviously yeah. the big motivator, HIPAA being one of them. What if it comes down you got three months? How are you going to do it? You've got 8,000 servers. Well, you're not going to have a guy walk around and swap out SCDs for these um, Herculean. So, that's where we come in as a software full disk encryption, install once, deploy many. So you can cover Mm -hmm. that and it doesn't have to be geographically central, it can be dispersed. Uh, And that solution resonated with the Arrow team and beyond that I've been talking with a couple partners about it. So we made some great, the summit has been great for us. Wow, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. So deploy once, or install once, deploy many. Correct. So there's a a
1: single console, Mm -hmm. sees all the devices in your infrastructure. Mm Click whatever, whatever. Off it goes. Right, installs your software. Boom, encrypted. Yes, and that's then, amazing.
0: Along those lines, uh, the composable group within HPE, they we leverage OneView. OneView shows us where all the IP addresses of all the servers are, and we go, hey, they, is there sensitive data or are they encrypted? And it says no. We push out our cool. agent. We encrypt. We give it a policy,
2: and you walk away. So I so. want to get I want to get a little bit down in the weeds. Sure, with, go for, for it. For one thing, so so basically, some of your competitors in the encryption space, Mm -hmm. specifically the key management of encryption. You know, they swear by these hardware, security modules. so, and you know, they go to insane lengths with glass screws and, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) silicon that falls apart (laughs) when you, Mm -hmm. And they, they advocate that you know software is not strong enough mm-hmm. to hold keys and provide that level of security mm-hmm. when you're encrypting. Mm-hmm. So how do you get how would you get around Great that? Great
0: question. Uh, we're crypto first and policy of the crypto. We hook okay. in through KMIP. Into a key manager or PKCS 11 to an HSM, you can store the key.
2: So, oh, we, so you can still leverage these technologies. Exactly, it's Perfect. competition to a
0: certain. So like it. Yeah, we yeah. get inserted. You find out that uh, one of the competitors is the incumbent, and we are able to say, no need to rip and replace. Just use our crypto, and we we integrate with them. Like it. So it's very compelling and. Along those lines, yes, we still have our own virtual key manager. And for the little guys, uh, yeah, the little exactly. guys might be fine with it, yeah, but yeah. it's more of, I again, I'll, I'll use the general ledger one here. QuickBooks, hey, that's great. Do I need an SAP or an Oracle ERP system, or can I just get away with QuickBooks? And that's us. We yeah. know it's not for everybody, but there yeah. is a large population out well, there.
2: Well And there's also, if you think about it, logically anyone who's gone properly to the cloud mm-hmm. you can't put an hsm in the nope. cloud right can you so you're going to have to trust the software and you're going to yep. have to believe in the fact that and i don't doubt for a second by the way that it's perfectly strong enough and it's well built and wraps it with security around mm-hmm. it but it's just it's just a question that you know i can imagine p- p- customers will ask if they've heard the you know the fud from competition around oh you know don't go with them because it's software and mm-hmm. software is not as secure as these Incredible hardware. So it's inter-
0: one other aspect that we get to is you're saying hardware versus software. The other piece of it is where do you encrypt? There's multiple layers. You can encrypt at the the disk, the partition yeah. level. You can go up to file. You can go down to folder, cell, whatever. You can go up to the application. You can go to the database. There's all these different levels. But it's a great little cookie slide we have where the higher you go, the slower it is. That goes back to performance. Mm-hmm. Okay? okay. So then the philosophy is well, I have to do one file. Well, why? just rely on your access controls and encrypt the whole dang thing. Mm, right, now, yeah. if you have to partition things like you know he sees something, I see something, sure, you can do that. But uh, you talk to most crypto guys and they say, why wouldn't everything be encrypted? Yeah, of course. So uh, along those lines of thinking, sure, we fit that. Now, what we did, which is important, is we said, all right, we all know the data center is no longer just a piece of metal. It's now been virtualized and now is VMware's own threat is containers and Kubernetes to manage it. Well. You have to be able to go and grow with each one, and encrypt in each little piece, and that's what we do. So all of a sudden, you have one consistent policy all throughout a pyramid stack. It does not. It, we don't care how the data is stored or where it is. We'll just encrypt it.
2: So that's nice because that, that literally is the definition of trans, transparency, exactly. right? Exactly. Because if you if you just default encryption, mm-hmm. then you're golden, right? Mm-hmm. So. I've got a question about policy. So mm-hmm. you've mentioned policy a few times. Mm-hmm. Can you give us an example of some of the policies that sure. you support and, and how you support you know, the lengths that your policies can go to to protect um, data that's encrypted?
0: I like a, a very good one. My one crypto guy told me was... We are going to encrypt so that this policy says you cannot access this data between ten PM and six AM.
2: So even if you come with the right credentials, yeah, they because don't, that's an out of hours and it's not yeah. fitting the profile of
0: exactly. You don't know. Maybe somebody forgot it at a cocktail, you know, bar and they just yeah. left their credentials. Yeah. You just can't trust that. No, no, no. Um, simple things like that, and you push that policy out with the agent. And it's there. You don't wow. have to go back and forth. So it's a trusted source at that point. I, I think that's a great example. Um, you can have a group of people, obviously. Those are the easier ones, but time related ones are great. Yeah. I like that. And volume related ones, if some somebody's asking to decrypt three terabytes at an odd hour, that's a multifaceted one, but you're like, hmm, that's something not right there. <laughs>
2: yeah. And the policy build is built into, into yes. the into the set software. It, it absolutely nice. is, and you can
0: push it all the way out. Um, and Again, we can interact with the uh, other key managers. So they just tie in. They talk to our policy manager. We assign it and push it out. So it really is, I, I, was, I said kumbaya in there. But yeah, we do get along. And then what we can do is we can leverage the access controls so we don't have to have our own. It's great.
2: So can you also integrate with things like network devices? So if sure. they start to see odd patterns of traffic, mm-hmm. they can push a notification to you to say, right, cut yep. it off, stop it, you yep. know, don't decrypt anything mm-hmm. or, yeah. you know, in case there's a sort of zero day or persistent zero, Exactly. If you have to
0: have somebody automated response mm-hmm. in those kind of situations, yeah, I mean, the human factor is there. Obviously, they're going to be notified too, but you have to have some quick well, turnaround. This is yeah. the thing,
2: because if it's going to happen at three o'clock in the morning yeah. and the humans asleep and he's going to take maybe 30 minutes, exactly. 30 minutes could mm-hmm. be huge mm-hmm. damage to a business. Right, yeah. right. Absolutely. That's really cool. Yeah. It's really cool. Very, very cool, yeah. 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 Well,
0: again, but we're just one leg of the stool. We love it, but uh, I think there's a great base to tap into uh, with our hyperconverged converged uh, partnership with uh, SimpliVity for that matter. We can encrypt those VMs and they manage them uh, with their composable group with Synergy and OneView. If they spin up and need three uh, Proliance and some of their CPU, we then assign encryption to that job just for that moment, mm. and then spin it up and spin it down. So we have wow. com- effectively, I'm calling it composable encryption. Yeah. Uh, the guys over there love it. They love <laughs> it. Point right. Next guys are like, this is great like marketing.
1: That. Yeah, yeah. So you mentioned HP a couple of times. What about other alliances?
0: Sure. Do NetApp is one we have with. Uh, we're working with our Storage Grid group as uh, that we have object encryption. Uh, mm-hmm. We can encrypt S3 buckets and others that have that. And what the theme there is client side encryption. If you're going to put it in the Cloud, why not encrypt it on-prem, and then you control the keys, and that way it's not exposed in AWS. Now, God love them, but uh, how many buckets have been exposed just in the last year? Exactly. So we actually have a slide that shows here's the S3 bucket before it goes up to the Cloud you just point all the firewalls to one place and anything that's put in S3 is encrypted and then it can go up and you can sleep easy. That's wow. pretty beautiful, um, yeah. so NetApp loves that. They had a, this one uh, Swedish account that needed this because they were expanding with some definitely some very confidential information. Um, we also work with uh, Dell, the whole federation, whether that be... Um, the VMware side, we're on VSX Marketplace. Uh, whether it's with Pivotal, we are on Pivotal's Marketplace. Cool. Um, and then Dell as well. So, those guys, I'm trying to think uh, who else. We, we, we're only so big, mm-hmm. we can only go after so many, but when we came to Arrow, they said, Well, wait, guys, we have all these. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. I was like, Well, wonderful. We've yeah. uh, been able to spread our wings a little bit more with them. And the big one that we're coming out with in the next uh, month or so is um, Kubernetes and Docker encryption. Wow. Yes. and. Uh, i like, marketing guy probably was not happy that I just said that. Yeah. But um, <laughs> Docker has uh, endorsed us. They have looked at us and said, hey, you know, um, we're really partner driven for encryption. Mm. I said, great. Uh, so we're in discussions with them right now over testing, and we, they really want to launch with us soon. And it, it's great. I mean, if you want the godfather of containers, mm-hmm. you got to get Docker. You've got to get Docker. Right. Yeah, yeah. So we're very excited about that. Uh, IBM, uh, their Kubernetes service suddenly thought that was very interesting. And I think mm. differentiators <laughs> are huge. Now, honestly, I, I don't care who it is, but all these guys need encryption on the container. hundred yeah. um, percent. Now, Docker, well, if you look at their survey that comes out every year, two-thirds still are on-prem containers. Mm. Average life, one week of a container. So mm. for a temporal existence, our software, temporal encryption, composable, it's a great story. Temporal
2: encryption, that sounds like something we see on Star Trek. Yes, exactly, yeah, I can yeah. I uh, hit my chest and beam up it. right here? <laughs> yeah. So what's the licensing model? Are you a uh, per client, up a per gig, how, how, how are you? So I will tell you this, it, in, depending on what level you're at, the
0: uh, the standard pricing model changes because it's, it's old school. You might have someone who says, I want it by note. Somebody might say, I need it by core. Okay, that's fine. Uh, Virtual cores, when you get into the VM world, maybe maybe by VMs managed. Um, With pods or with mounts, otherwise known for containers, you have to be able to, I don't want to make it more complex for the rep to be able to push an RP out. So basically what
2: you're trying to say is you are insanely flexible around licensing. Our
0: licensing model, we made it intentionally that way because you have to encrypt in different environments with different channels selling through. And you had to be able to, like for instance, gateways. IOT gateways, we're working with the uh, Aero ECS group on that side of the house, and they want to know how do we do this? Well, I said, well, you know, we can do it by core, or we can do it by a whole gateway, whatever you want out of this. Now, the other piece of pricing you probably want to ask is uh, we do annual. Yep. And uh, one, two, three, four, five years if you want to do that. Uh, we do also still do, um, you know, The old-fashioned perpetual with uh, maintenance annually. Uh, It's funny to watch as the older IT guys and the younger IT guys do the math on what the break-even point is. (laughs) I think it's funny we all we had a conversation with a couple of the other channel guys and they all say the same thing it's about 3.5 is the crossover. (laughs) In 3.5 years it breaks even so Um, but yeah we're excited we've uh, made some good contacts here. Uh, I think we've got a differentiator with this software encryption.
1: Fantastic. Yeah, for sure. Talk to us just a bit about maybe your channel program, opportunities, what does that look like? How does a partner get started?
0: Partner, we have a, a, our partner program. We've got a partner portal. You can go check it out on Zetaset. Uh, Dealreg is there. Um, we really are leveraging what we have with our major partners like yourself. Uh, I believe we're listed on your ECS um, I'm forgetting the name of it. Your site, we're on there. If you wanted to take a look at that. UCS.aero.com. Uh, th- thank you very yeah. much. Yeah. I totally bring <laughs> it so there. Cool. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> so cool. <corporate. laughs> it was. You want to smile look at the camera when yeah, you yeah. say that, too. Yeah. You like yeah. that? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, we have a, a channel program, a uh, standard with uh, resellers. We're actually having a good conversation about... Uh, Deal reg and price protection and all the things that awesome. any channel member would like to hear. Yeah. Uh, a lot of our guys come from that, so we understand the model that's necessary and be successful for everybody. Yeah, that's great.
1: So if if you were, if we were, if I was a new channel partner looking to get started, mm-hmm. what are the three key things I need to know about Zetacide moving forward? Good
0: question. Uh, great question. I think uh, they under if they're coming to us, they have a security need. Right, they have an end user base that wants it. So how do I enable them to get where they need to be? I need to have a simple value prop. So my education, I go out, I'll give them base education, enable them with collateral. That's a check. I if I have to, I will also be there walk in with them and be that person for them. Because I think everybody has that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh. you need to walk before you run and we're here to help get that off. Um, Any kind of material, any kind of support, we'll do L2, L3, we'll let you enable yourself. Um, If you'd like, um, we'll be able to be a base for consulting, if you want us to come in, we can teach. We really, at the end of it all, we want to enable you, we want to make it uh, price competitive, we want to make sure everybody wins showing the value and making it a long-term relationship with some of these end users they have. Because you can't just take encryption one day. It's going to be forever. So enable the partner to have a long-term relationship with their end user. That's fantastic. Awesome.
2: Well, thank you very, very much. It's been a real pleasure talking to you. You bet. I'll let you finish up, because this is you yeah, know you are <laughs> I'm in your yeah. town.
1: It's it's so funny, right? It, I mean, we've been doing these all day long, and it's like you're you're in my town, but I'm on your podcast. So yeah, uh, yeah. Right, yeah. bandwidth North America is your baby, my friend. <laughs> Don't you remember that? <laughs> I appreciate that. Awesome, Tim. Thank you so much. Thank thank you, appreciate, appreciate it. Tom. Appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate thank, you, the partnership. thank you. Look forward to doing more mm-hmm. with you as we move forward. You bet. Thanks. All so right. right. Sounds yes, mm-hmm. good. Take
2: care. Thank yeah. you. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. To contact
0: us on Twitter, use hashtag ArrowBandwidth, and we'll see you next week.